Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 785, air date September 28, 2020. Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. It's uh, 9 p.m. on um, today, today, Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Sunday, welcome to people on Instagram. Uh, we also have people joining us on other medium. We're going to have an important discussion today as people join. Good evening. Uh, Michelle, who else is coming in? Uh, we typically have people joining in from different parts of the country. We're going to be talking about an important issue about essentially political freedom and what's going on in the United States. And if uh, this, what I'm going to share with you, took place in any other country, uh, we would be sending out you know, all sorts of, it would be front page news in the New York Times, and it would be news really talking about the fact that uh, the state of Massachusetts has colluded with Twitter to essentially make me a political prisoner. You know, and I'm not a victim, but that's what's essentially taking place, and we're going to fight it. So I think it's important people understand that the state of Massachusetts is essentially a third world. I don't want to say third world, but it's a banana republic. It's one of the most corrupt states probably in the world. And this is where supposedly we have the intelligentsia, you know, scientists, MIT, Harvard, et cetera. So we're going to talk about that. So people from London, Dartmouth, Massachusetts, good to have you guys join. Yeah. And I don't think it's about switching to other platforms. You see, we can go to other platforms, but we need to have a fundamental discussion about what's going on in the United States and elections and the ability to have, you know, we have the right to vote. Um, Many people throughout the world now have suffrage, which is the right to vote. It, I would argue that it was one of the most important advances. However, uh, suffrage or voting without integrity means nothing. So it's almost the establishment went one step forward, but then went two steps back. They gave us some illusionary rights, but what they've actually done is remove our rights. And what's occurring right now in Massachusetts is one of the most abhorrent things. Um, and we'll discuss that. So as people are joining, we have people from Michigan, Texas, Middleborough, Massachusetts, Kathy Kogan, uh, Louisiana, etc. So let me begin by uh, inviting everyone. And um, if people want to ask questions, they can put it out here. But uh, we have people from Las Vegas, Trinidad, Tobacco, Louisville, Kentucky. Right. No freight. If we don't have actual elections, which there is integrity, which means you can actually verify that the votes that were received actually match with the votes that were put in, you have nothing. It's just all garbage. And what's occurred, what we've uncovered in Massachusetts, the place of the intelligentsia is uh, the most deceitful corruption in elections. That's, I don't, I, I think everyone's, um, and that anyone's ever documented. And unfortunately, I guess I have to do the dirty job, the custodial work of bringing this out. So as many of you know, um, we're still right, running for U.S. Senate. We're running as a write-in candidacy, which means people can write in us in the U.S. Senate race coming up, and they can write in by just putting Dr. Shiva on the ballot. That's an example ballot of it for those of you looking at it. So what's important to understand here is that our election was headed for a landslide victory in Massachusetts, running as a U.S. Senate candidate. All the data, all the observations, all the empirical data showed that we were headed towards a landslide victory. 
However, when the results came and you start looking at the results, they don't match at all with reality. So this put us on the path, on the unfortunate path to having to understand why. And one of the ways that you can understand, verify uh, the data is to actually ask for the data, okay? So let me give a simple example as one of my friends and I were talking. Now I'm a scientist, I write papers in science. And in science, what happens is um, you set up an experiment and you have to write what's called a methodology. So for example, and this happened recently, let's say you wanna show that hydroxychloroquine, right? Some drug uh, is dangerous or not. Well, when you're doing the scientific experiment, you would write up the process that you're gonna do. That's called the methodology section. And in that section, you would lay out what you're gonna do. You're gonna say, well, okay, I'm gonna get 20 mice, for example. Step one, then I'm gonna give those mice, inject hydroxychloroquine into them or give them as a tablet, whatever the method is. And then I'm gonna measure, you know, the effect on virus replication on them. And then I'm gonna put the data up, okay? So you go through a process and you take the results from that data and you would publish it. We publish it in a, in a good journal, like the Lancet, for example, which is a very good medical journal. And you'd say, my data shows that hydroxychloroquine can kill, in this case, mice. And it'll kill mice with 80% probability, okay? Which means 80% of the 20 mice got killed. And you would publish that data, all right, in a scientific journal. Someone comes along and says, hey, I see your data. I don't know if I agree with this. Can you show me the data and the methodology? Well, they'll, they'll read the methodology. You did this, you did this, you did this. Show me the data. Well, the data would be the actual results that you got from, let's say, some biomarkers or some molecular data. Well, in the case of hydroxychloroquine, what happened was when they asked about this, a true story about the paper, the, the authors of the paper said, we don't have the data, and they found corruption there and the paper was removed, okay? Now consider the case in an election. People go into a voting booth, they check off whether they want person A or person B, and the data comes into a machine. Separate from, remember, in Massachusetts, for example, 51 of the towns are hand counted, which means the ballot that comes in, the paper, people review it and they count it uh, by hand and they tally that. So in that case, a paper, the piece of paper is the ballot because that was used for counting. I hope that's clear. In the other 300 plus towns in Massachusetts, that paper goes through a machine. So this is the methodology. That machine uh, converts that paper into an image. Well, that image is then used for counting, not by a human being, but by the machine. And that counting of that image which then becomes a ballot. So the image, the, the digital image becomes the ballot. Why? Because the machine searches for the dot, do they vote for A or B? And it is doing the tallying and the counting. So in the case of the paper, which is done by human beings, it's done by the, the, the paper becomes a ballot. In the case of where the paper goes through the machine, electronically it's converted to the image, the ballot image becomes a ballot because that's used for counting. I hope that's clear to everyone, all right? Is that clear? Good. Um, so, um, so that's what happens. So in that situation, if 
I wanted to validate, like in the hydroxychloroquine case, hey, I don't believe that I lost this election. Show me the data. Well, they need to show you by law in the United States, the ballots have to be stored for 22 months. Let me repeat that. The ballots have to be stored for 22 months, okay? So let's get that clear. Ballots need to be stored for 22 months. So on September 9th, I went to the Secretary of State, gave them a letter. In fact, here's a copy of that letter. And this is a letter that we gave to the Secretary of State saying that we want ballot images among other data. And they have 10 days to respond to that, which would have been September uh, 23rd. Well, they didn't respond to us on time on September 23rd, which means they violated the law. So we called up on September 24th. We said, where is your response? And we documented the fact that their response was late and they violated law. Well, immediately after that, we get their response. And the response was from the chief legal counsel. And that chief legal counsel's response uh, was quite extraordinary. The, the legal counsel's response was basically to tell us that we don't, by law, by Massachusetts law, we're prohibited from saving the ballots, the digital ballots, okay? So listen to me. So the chief legal counsel of the Secretary of State is put in writing that the Massachusetts law prohibits them from saving the ballots, which we're supposed to do by federal law, the ballot images. So I respond back to that and I say, can you please tell me what law you're talking about in Massachusetts? In response to that, the secretary of the, the attorney writes back, she doesn't answer the questions, he answers some other question. It's like when I used to have students, you ask them, hey, where's your homework? They start talking about, you know, uh, the baseball game went really well today. So these people think we're stupid. And then she says, oh, in Massachusetts, we have to save the paper for 22 months, but we don't store the ballot images, which are the ballots when it goes through electronic equipment. So she basically never answered my question what law prohibits them from saving the ballot, the ballot images, and proceeds to basically tell me that they're Massachusetts, they don't need to do this. So I write back and I told, tell her, look, what you're doing is, in fact, let me see if I can bring up that, um, the, the letter I sent her, here it is. The letter I sent to her was this. And, um, and it's quite an interesting letter because it documents what she has done, what she's done illegally. And uh, here it is, let me bring this up. Let me share the screen here. So this is the actual email I shared. So you can see it right here. So this is the email that I uh, sent back to the attorney. And her name is Michelle. And I said, Michelle, first you have not answered my question for my previous email. I repeat it below, please answer the question. Kindly refer me to the statute or law in which the approval of digital scan equipment in Massachusetts specifically prohibits the capturing of digital ballot images, which are, by the way, the ballots. I said, second, neither the people of Massachusetts nor I are stupid. I presume you must be under incredible pressure from Bill Galvin, who's the Secretary of State, and Charlie Bicker to deflect this issue to hope it disappears. However, the fact is the state has illegally destroyed ballots. The electronic equipment used to tally and count the vote must first create an image the ballot image, in order for the vote to be processed and counted by the machine. When the image is created, the image becomes the ballot, as it is the entity used to count the vote. If no image was created, no vote could exist. 
you are required by federal law to store, preserve, and archive those ballots for 22 months. If those ballot images do not exist, they were destroyed. Remember, it was created. The machine creates them. So they destroyed them. This destruction is illegal, and therefore the election is null and void. Once again, please answer my question. So anyway, that's what took place. And then I proceeded on Twitter, because by the way, this is public documents. It's not confidential. Shared it on Twitter. They started going viral. And we also, as you saw in one of the uh, videos, we also confronted the Attorney General of Massachusetts. Her response was, good day. Okay? These people are criminals because what they're doing is they have federal, they're violated federal law. Massachusetts can't have a different law that violates federal law. It's like saying, okay, on the federal level, you know, murder is a crime, but on the state level, murder is okay. They can't do that. So what we have uncovered is that just like the data case, they don't have the data. This election is null and void because you know why? They lost. So they don't have the ballot images. And by the way, they say the paper stuff is sealed for destruction. That's what she wrote in an email, and I'll show you that, okay? This is the email that we got from her that before I sent that email to her. She goes, attach, please find a certification of two different types of digital equipment. Let me bring this up so everyone can see this. And you'll see that these people do not, they, they think they're smart, that they can evade the question. And this is the question that she answers. She goes, attach, please find the certification of two different types of digital scan equipment. Then she says, please note that while the ballot images are not stored, which means destroyed, the actual ballots, that's just a paper that was put in. That's not the actual ballot because it was what, what was counted, voted on any federal election or secured and stored for 22 months in accordance with federal law. However, under state law, those ballots must remain sealed until such time as they can be destroyed. So what is she saying? What is she saying? This ridiculous attorney who is covering up is doing the massive cover-up. She's admitting they destroyed the ballot images and the paper that was put in the machine, she's saved, but no one can get access to them, they're sealed. Do you understand? We can't get access to the paper and the ballot images used for counting are wrong. This is a filthy criminality that's taking place in Massachusetts. We were headed, Sheba for Senate was headed for a landslide victory. They found some doofus, this is like a third world country to run against a bottoms up movement. And they threw a switch, which basically destroyed the ballot images. So there's no data, just like in science. If you don't have the data, the, the paper must be retracted. If you don't have the data, the election must be made null and void. That's the facts. So one of the important things I need to say is, so when I published all of this, it's clear Charlie Baker, the governor of Massachusetts, made a call to Jack Dorsey at Twitter. Not only did they force me to delete my tweets, but they put me in Twitter prison for seven months, seven days. If this, suppose we heard in Burma or Rwanda or some other country, okay, or India, all the places where the dark people are, right? That some guy was running for parliament and he was coming up bottoms up, he was running a vigorous campaign. And then they find that all of the ballots were destroyed and he can't validate the election. What would we say? Oh my God, that poor guy. And not only that, that he was not, a, he was silenced, which is what they've done to me on Twitter. You would call him a political prisoner. And I say this without exaggeration. What has fundamentally happened is I'm a U.S. Senate candidate 
an official candidate. Now we're running a write-in campaign. And by the way, this election is still not closed because we have found in many cities that the actual voter list, people came into the precinct, the total number of people is not matching with the ballot count. We asked for data from 15 cities, four gave it to us in all of them, the, the numbers don't match. This is a fraudulent election. This is occurring in the United States of America. It's not occurring in Rwanda. It's not occurring in Chile. It's not occurring in Afghanistan. It's occurring in Massachusetts. And I have become essentially, when you look at an all practicality, when you do apples to apples comparison, a political prisoner, because they, in the old days, they used to lock you up. Nowadays on Twitter, which is basically a public forum, I don't care they're private, they're not a private company. When it comes to politics, that is a public forum. And they have locked me out for seven days. We only have 39 more days left in the campaign. That's for 20% of my time. Charlie Baker, Jack Dorsey, you guys are the racists. Why do I call them racists? Because they use race to divide people. So they support BLM on one hand, or, or they say we want to support the police. They divide black and white. They don't want to unify us. But this election fraud issue that I've uncovered unifies us. We have Democrats, independents, Republicans. I don't care if you're far left, far right. They all, none of us want election fraud because whatever issue it is, if we don't have elections with integrity, none of those matter. It's like the operating system of democracy. Even in a country like Venezuela, which the U.S. attacks, they have voter IDs. They get a receipt. The input to the system in the United States is flawed. The output is flawed. We're all basically slaves in the United States. That's what we are. And I've uncovered that. I didn't want to do this. That's what we've uncovered. And the fact that they have kept me off Twitter. Fuck you, Jack Dorsey. Fuck you, Charlie Baker. And that's the right anger that we need to do. And some very foolish people are saying, why is Shiva using four-letter expletives? Well, if you if that vulgarity bothers you, that means your, your screw is loose. The vulgarity that should bother you is a vulgarity that democracy in the United States does not exist by the fact that they destroyed over 1 million ballots. You know, those FU is, is, is completely kind. It's like the least thing. Everyone out there should not only be angered, but you need to raise your voice. Two racists, Charlie Baker, who was fine with Black Lives Matter people, who, by the way, don't care about black lives, burning down stuff. Jack Dorsey had given money to vigilantes because they want to keep the black-white narrative. You understand? They're the racist. My definition of racism, as I've shared with you, as someone who's endured racism, is using race to divide back black, uh, black and white, is using race. It's not, you know, I don't consider racism people calling me names. I've been called all sorts of names, the N-word all the way through. That's ignorance. Racism is using race to divide us. And when we have discovered an issue so blatant, I have all the data that election fraud took in Massachusetts. They put me in, in Twitter prison for seven days. Unfreaking believable. Unfreaking believable. I have shared public documents. Those communications that I shared are public. She's a public official. Twitter says they're private. They're not private. They're not private. Everyone should be angry. Everyone. This is not mail-in ballots. This is going down to the depths of the issue. There is no validation of this election. The election is null and void. The election is null and void. Exactly. Someone said, I'd rather hear truth in four-letter words. Yeah. So we want people to get over. 
you know, splitting the Republican vote. Fuck the Republican vote splitting nonsense. That's nothing to do with that. The Republicans in Massachusetts colluded with the Democrats. This is not about Republican or Democrat. Get over all that. That's adolescent politics. Your political consciousness is zero or negative zero if you're talking Republican versus Democrats. The issue is working people who fought and sweated for this campaign were stolen. They were robbed. It's not Republican versus Democrat. It's not left versus white. It's not black ver or left versus right or black versus white. That's what they want you to do. That's what they want. This is about people who work, who busted their buns, whose election was stolen, and they're doing election fraud. The entire election is null and void. They don't, they destroyed the ballot images. I have it in writing from the chief legal counsel. So all of you have a problem with four letter words, I gotta say, fuck you to having the problem, okay? You have a mental problem if that's a problem that you have. This country's Massachusetts where the American Revolution took place is ridden today with corruption. That's why Massachusetts got an F minus minus in infrastructure by the American Society of Civil Engineers. That's why Charlie Baker came, not to just attack Trump on TV because he's scared, because I've discovered something that goes vital to the essence of democracy. It's disgusting what's taking place. Yep, it is beautifully said. You know, four letter words, eight letter words, whatever you wanna use are beautiful words. We still have to vote, yep. And we're going to make this a write-in vote because when you write in, it is going to be done on paper and it'll be counted by hand. So all of you out there, if you forget all the differences we have, I really mean this. I don't care if you're white supremacist or black supremacist. I don't care if you want to smoke weed or don't. I don't care if you want to force vaccinate or not vaccinate. You know why all those issues don't matter? At a fundamental level, if the voting system's flawed, because if the voting system's flawed, they can direct the vote any way they want. This issue of election fraud that we have uncovered in Massachusetts gives you the opportunity to unite, to stop election fraud. And that's what we need to do. We need to stop election fraud. And whether you're left or right, Democrat or independent or Republican, all those stupid labels, you need to unite. And you need to get people to write in Dr. Shiva for Senate. And they need to write it in like that. Dr. Shiva in that write-in space and circle that oval right there. Okay? That's what we need people to do. Because it doesn't matter all the hard work you and I do if we're just slaves. Because a slave is three-fifths of a vote. Remember at one time. And that's what they can do with these voting machines. They can flip the switch. That's why they deleted the ballot images. Because they play around. They cheated. They flipped the votes. And when we asked, hey, if I lost, show me the ballot images. Where are the, because those were the things that were used for counting. Those are the real ballots. And by the way, in Franklin County, one of the various counties, I won in Franklin County. 70% of the towns there did by hand vote. Okay. Someone says this. What they deleted ballot images? Yes, that's what they deleted.
All right, that's what I gotta say. So it's up to you guys. Consider our campaign by what Twitter and Charlie Baker did, we've become political prisoners. And I, again, I don't wanna, this is no hyperbole. If all of us sitting in America saw on TV some black guy or some African guy or some brown guy running in some third world country who was coming up bottoms up and they did this, we'd say, oh my God, they just uh, threw him off Twitter, right? Twitter collaborated with the government. That's what happened here for seven days, which is my medium for communication. Unfreaking believable. Jack Dorsey, you're a fucking racist. Charlie Baker, you're a fucking racist. That's what you guys are because you will support issues that divide black and white. But when I bring up an issue that exposes election fraud, which will unite Americans, that's when you turn me off. And that's what, you, that's what they did. That's what they did. They're scumbags, they're racist, and they deserve the most harshest vulgar terms. That's what they deserve. And they've made me have to use those words. That's what they do, they brutalize us. So we have to become brutes. We want, we all want to be good people, but you know what? When they do this to us, they're forcing us to become brutal. And it's, and I, I, I said this on election night when they cheated us, I said, it's damn good that in the United States, we still have the second amendment. You can decide, read into what, whatever that means, but what is, what is going on in this country in the birthplace of the revolution is disgusting. I have nothing more to say. Thank you.